Tanya Heller and I, Wendy Perlin, are inviting you to listen to Clear Your Messages, our podcast focusing on effective communication and leadership. One small change in a message can make a crucial impact. We will be bringing you stories, anecdotes, and conversations with experienced professionals to learn from the best of the best. Jamie Coley is an associate broker with Long & Foster Real Estate and has been licensed in Maryland, D.C., and Virginia for the past 33 years. He's the team leader for the Heller Coley Reed team in Bethesda, Maryland, and recognized by the Wall Street Journal's Real Estate Trends as being in the top 200 teams nationwide out of 1.2 million realtors consistently for many years. Jamie has several years of experience serving on numerous boards and committees of the Maryland Realtors, D.C. Board of Realtors, and the National Association of Realtors. He was also the president of the Greater Capital Area Association of Realtors and recognized and honored by his peers as the 2015 Realtor of the Year. Along with his passions for travel, wine, cooking, and socializing, Jamie has been active and involved with other community boards and associations. He's also a strong supporter of numerous charities and foundations. We're honored to have you here, Jamie. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Jamie, by getting to know you and hearing from others, it's clear that you're so good at connecting with people and making them feel heard and gaining their trust. What would you say is key when it comes to forming those strong connections and building relationships? Do you think it's listening to them that makes the difference? Absolutely. I, I do agree. It, it's it's truly um, being a great listener and learning to be a good listener uh, makes a huge difference. Yes. Buying or selling a house is a decision, an event that can be overwhelming. Imagine that times when clients express strong emotions. How do you approach your clients who may be anxious or upset? Buying real estate and or selling real estate is probably one of the biggest investments for people. So therefore, it can become very, very stressful through the process. So what I take pride in is to be a great listener, truly a great communicator with people, and to pay attention to their needs, how they want to be spoken to, communicated with is so important uh, because you need to build their trust of you being the professional and to guide them through the transaction, through all the different hoops and so forth, so that the outcome is just a easy, fluid transaction for the people so that my intention is to make it a pleasurable experience. I have a question to ask you about, you know, we've talked about the clients. How do you coach your team to manage those emotions from the clients when, when they first start or in those challenging situations? What, what works well in those situations for you? For me, it's basic psychology, truly is, of learning to try and read people, to try and figure out the best way to communicate with them and how they want to be communicated to. That matters so much. And the best way to do that sometimes is to by asking lots of questions without being too, you know, intense, obviously, because that way you can draw so much information through your questions about people's wants and needs to help guide them through the process. 
So it's so individualized and personalized. Getting to know that client can give you some idea of how best to approach them. And everyone is different. That's absolutely correct. Everyone is different. You know, you've got people who may be asking you to sort of guide them and lead them. And there's some people who are more controlling. And through psychology, you can logically figure out how to help these people in the way that they need the help and guidance to take them through the process. That makes so much sense. Yes. Jamie, and you love to travel, right? Love to travel. Always have. You know what they say, work hard and play hard. That's me. Do you have a favorite destination? So far, you know, I've been sort of all around the world and also throughout the United States. But so far at this point, and I still have a big bucket list. So far, my one of my favorite vacations was uh, spent three weeks in Africa, in Kenya and Tanzania. Yeah. That's on my bucket list. Uh, It was awesome. It was like the, it was beyond anything I'd ever imagined as far as a a getaway and a a trip to Kenya and Tanzania. And we had our own private guides and we were able to visit about six different camps all around Kenya and Tanzania. And we did get to meet with a lot of the, the local folks, you know, in the different tribes and communities and so forth. It was so fascinating. I like what you said about work hard and play hard and being able to separate work from what you do outside of work and really how to recognize how important that is. Do you find that that's a difficult message to communicate to people? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's a great question. It truly is a difficult thing to do, to, to juggle and have balance. I mean, my goodness, I've been in the business, what, 33 years, and I would say probably my first 20 years was almost working, I felt, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and on call all the time because my career was my primary focus, and I wanted to to succeed and do well. I was my own enemy, if you will, because I didn't structure my time as well. I, I I was there all the time for my clients. And through time and learning to the need to have balance in my life, I had to make some hard decisions. And then how do you communicate that to your team? By sharing all my trials and tribulations, acknowledging and seeing in them that they've got great potentials with sales honing in and tuning on the psychology aspects of connecting and building rapport with our with our clients as we talked a little bit earlier and to succeed for them to succeed in that respect but at the same time instilling into them that there's a need to still have a balance in your life and that sometimes you need to draw lines to uh, have people be respectful of your time as well that's a hard thing to do but through years. Uh, and now I'm able to give back, you know, to not only my team, but I also uh, speak at different other, you know, realtor venues about these types of things. How has this affected your productivity? Has it increased? Absolutely. You know, through time with real estate, you're, you build your, your business like many other careers with people. It's building your base of referrals 
And so through the years in the beginning, that's why I spent so much time because I was sort of building up my client tell, if you will, and obviously working a lot, sometimes too much to the point that it started to affect my health. But as I transitioned and realized that I needed to work on the balance, I was able to make hard decisions that ended up being actually not so hard because I got in my own way, if that makes sense. Um, so as I started easing back and having more time for myself, I realized, wow, my business actually is, is doing well and even, even better because my experience and skills obviously go along with time. That is such good advice for everyone, I think. Thanks. That is, okay. that's wonderful advice. And we should all heed that advice. And it's difficult to hear because, you know, people want to do well and they want to show that they're invested in their work. And so it's important to be able as a leader to show that balance to them and that you value it. So hopefully they'll value it too. Agreed. Jamie, Wendy and I usually ask our guests a series of questions. Wendy, would you like to go ahead first? Sure, I would. What's the best advice you've ever received? Hmm. The best advice I've ever received, I think, would be the advice from my mother. And by her example, always give 100% to your passions and in everything you set out to do in life. Pretty well, simple. but, but like pretty good advice. Right? Simple advice is excellent advice. It doesn't need to be complicated because you need to remember it and use it. Exactly. What's the worst advice you've ever received? Oh, you'll love this. Don't pursue a self-employment career, but do choose a job with decent pay, good benefits, and great retirement. Believe it or not, this was from my father. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't take that advice, did you? And I did not take the advice. And after a number of years, my father even came back to me and said, you know, I remember giving you the advice of focusing on something that's going to have job stability, you know, retirement, all that good stuff. And he said, I take it all back. The, The path that you chose was totally different and you did the right thing. And I'm so proud of you. That's one that's wonderful that he was able to recognize and see your path yes. you know was a great path. Absolutely. So he was probably basing that on experience, his life experiences, I'm guessing. You're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. I mean, he was a DC fireman and uh he had a great career with the fire department and so forth. And then later in years he even worked for NASA. So, yeah, that was that was how he lived his life. And that's what I learned from him, too. Right. And probably the value of hard work, it seems like, too, that your that your dad was invested in his career and hard work because neither of those jobs sound simple or easy. One hundred percent. And that's from my dad and my mother as well. Yeah. Jamie, what's your biggest success? What are you most proud of? What am I most proud of? I I think there's there's sort of two things, if I may. The first that comes to mind is the success within my real estate career. Not only the rewards of the hard work, you know, with the sales transactions and the income, which is beyond what I ever imagined I would earn 
but it's the relationships and the gratification of helping my clients achieve their real estate goals. The old adage, what goes around comes around is so true for me. You know, the, you take great care of your clients and it comes back to you tenfold because they tell their family, friends and neighbors about you, which, which is absolutely contributed to my continued success for the years. That's one. The other success within my career was becoming a true leader within my team and my profession and giving back through volunteering on local, state and, and the national realtor boards. Uh, and as you mentioned, including being president of our board, my business, my, my largest success, I guess, from this was not only proving to others by example that, you know, you can be successful and make time to give back to your community. But I also made a commitment to reach out to the other agents that were successful as well to step up by volunteering and then helping to groom them to become successful leaders as well within our industry. So therefore, there was a sort of a steady stream of succession behind me. And I could leave and know that there were people that were filling and coming back behind me. And I was proud of that. That must be so rewarding to be able to inspire and motivate others to become better and be better. Absolutely. And also, I wonder if you often have clients returning, if they buy a house from you and then come back again in the future when they move or buy another property. That's the beauty of building a successful business is that I have clients over my 33 years that I have sold not only one, there might be two, three, four, several homes that they bought. The other successful or gratification to me was there's a number of children of my clients who were little when they first bought their first home. And now I'm helping those children find their home. So I'm helping the second generation. Does it make you feel old? No, I'm joking. They do. They do. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. I'm just thinking about the people that have moved six or seven times. And I've lived in the same house, I think, for 26 years. So. <laughs> Jamie, could you get out to Chicago as quickly as possible? <laughs> um, would, oh what would goodness. you change about your journey if you could? Looking back, is there anything you would change? That's a great question. You know, there's not a lot that I would change. The one thing that does come to mind that it took me a while to find my passion, which is real estate, of course. Um, but if I could change anything looking back, it would be that I started my real estate career earlier in life. Uh, when I got out of college or through college, I was working for the airlines, you know, listening to my dad, great job, career, Good benefits, good pay, all that good stuff. And I did that for 10 years and it helped me put me through college. So I didn't start my real estate career until 30. So if I look back, I would have loved to have started at 22, 23. It sounds so exciting, that airline career as well. Looking back, did you learn a lot from that? How did that inform you <clears throat> in your current career? <laughs> Couple things. One is travel <laughs> that kind of lit the fire for travel. But the other was it was not a glamorous job that I had. It was not glamorous at all. But the pay was wonderful. I mean, I was making a, a phenomenal amount of money through that. And I worked with, I learned about unions, you know, and how great unions are 
good and bad, you know, in my opinion, but it was a huge learning experience for me that I don't regret at all. It's just, as I mentioned, if I, if I did change anything about my journey, it, it would have that, you know, bypassed the airlines and then went into real estate sooner. But that speaks volumes for how much passion you have for your career. I think that's wonderful. Right. You bet. And then the value of getting there later, you know, may may contribute to your dedication to it because it's important because it took you longer to get there. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, I was able, you know, through the airlines, I was able to buy my first home at age 21. And wow. that sort of gave me the bug in realizing that, hmm, real estate. But that's what started it all. Looking back, was it a good realtor you dealt with or agent you dealt with? It, it was. And I'm glad you asked that question because when I got in, when I decided to go get into real estate, I thought about the two agents that I worked with. They were two two women who were business partners. And through my experience, and I learned and made a promise to myself that there were things that I would do better. So you learned by watching and being a part of part of it. So you used all those experiences, including the first job, college, your parents' <clears throat> advice, using all of those and applying them to your to your career, which is which makes someone successful. And giving a hundred percent. Yep, and giving a hundred percent. So like I'm Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listening to your mom. Good advice. <laughs> I'm gonna flip it up a little bit. And ask you a question about if you have free time, maybe when you're traveling on the plane or in your free time, what book did you especially enjoy in the past or recently? This is in the past. And I share this with a lot of people, not only on my team, but all other people in my life, family, friends, uh, peers in, in my career. And the book that made a big impression on me, and it's so simple, it's a book called You Can't Afford the Luxury of a Negative Thought. That's by Peter McWilliams. The original, I think he I think he published it originally in 1995. And since then, he's had several other editions come out. That sounds amazing. I want to get that book. Yeah, it's it's great because it stresses the importance of being positive about everything. It reveals dangers of negativity and pessimism, but it, it also, you know, presents concepts on the sort of a disease of the negativity and the cure. And, and, and it also has great personal stories and wonderful inspirational quotes. It truly inspired me. And at that time when I was reading it, I think it was a time in my life that I really needed that kick, if you will. And as I look back, Reading that book has helped me tremendously, I think, through life because it gave me the building blocks to stop and think and say, you know what, you really shouldn't afford the luxury of a negative thought. Be positive, think positive. You know, it helps me through my career when issues come up in transactions. It's not about pointing fingers. It's about saying, okay, let's collectively get together. Let's figure out the issue. Let's figure out the options to fix this. And let's move forward and do it. And that has made such a huge impression on other agents that I work with that they stop and say, you know, your demeanor, you don't yell, you you don't get all upset. You're, you're, you know, you're very 
professional in how you deal with these things and not getting hot-headed, if you will. You know, we can all get so consumed, but we have to remember that we're helping our clients. And in order to help them successfully, you need to get rid of the negative stuff, figure out the issues, and turn it into a positive thing. Yeah, I always associate you with positivity and calmness. Do you think that was learned or do you think that's partly your personality? A lot of it is, I I think pretty much most of it is learned behavior. Let's face it. We learn our behavior by observing others. And hopefully you will take pieces and parts from different people to incorporate into your own personality. And ultimately it becomes genuine. And if you stay positive and you keep a positive mind and spirit, and you do everything you can do to continue working on that for yourself, it becomes part of you, and it becomes easy, and it's genuine. Does that make sense? It does. And then I have another question. So you told us that you love to travel, which is great. And uh, I I love to travel too. So I'd like to hear more about your travels and exciting places that you visited. Um, Is there anything else that you do in your free time day to day when you're not traveling? Ah, I love to cook. To know me is that I, I love to get together with friends and family and I love to cook and I love to spoil my friends and family. Um, what's your favorite thing to cook or what's the most interesting thing you've cooked? Oh gosh, probably Italian to a degree. I mean, I, I, I love cooking many different things in, in different, you know, nationality uh, dishes and so forth. But what comes so easy for me is Italian. I worked at, at an Italian restaurant while I was going through high school and into college. Right. That's where I learned the whole restaurant business, starting out at 13 or 14 as a busboy and a dishwasher, and then worked in the kitchen and learned to become a cook in the kitchen. And then when I turned 18, waited tables as well and learned, you know, all of that. So you know how to flip a pizza. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But the other things I enjoy doing, aside from cooking, obviously, is, is that we... I've had a second home for probably 20, 22 years, which has enabled me to work on that balance and to be able to get away, even if it's a two hour drive, to be able to unplug, but yet, you know, periodically go upstairs to my office and plug in to do work and then turn everything off and unplug and go play. Excellent. Jamie, what advice would you give to someone starting their career? in real estate? Hmm. My advice would be, as you're starting or thinking about a a, a career, is to understand that it may take some time and effort through finding what interests you as a career. But choose something that you are really passionate about, if you can, because it's easier to give 100% of yourself and becoming successful with achieving, you know, your goals uh, and your life through that career path that you choose. That would be my advice. Thank you so much. And anything else that you wanted to add? Any other advice for our listeners? I think you've given us a lot of good advice already. Yeah. Did you want to add anything? 
I love your topic of, you know, being effective communicators. I, I love that, that, that subject. I'm, I'm all about that. My advice for the listeners would probably be, let's say, be more aware of the people you admire, which I mentioned earlier, who have positive qualities um, in their personality and great communication skills. And then incorporate them into your own genuine personality. One other thing I, I would say is be kind to others and learn to be the best communicator that, that you can. And remember, it, it's not what you say, but also how you say it is what really matters. What a wonderful way to end. That's <laughs> perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining yeah. us today, Jamie. Wendy, I'll see you next time. See you next time, Tanya.